This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, November 16th. Coming up, we'll talk to two KCUR reporters about why the attorneys general of Kansas and Missouri keep suing over COVID-19 prevention measures. But first, some headlines. A group of Kansas City agencies want to study how transportation could better connect the east side of the city to the west. The Kansas City Area Transit Authority and local governments are seeking a consultant to study the feasibility of transit from the University of Kansas Medical Center to the Truman Sports Complex. Tom Garand of KC Streetcar says they hope to explore options including buses or light rail. Could be an upgrade of existing routes or improvements to existing routes or really redefining those existing routes. Garen says the new infrastructure bill passed by Congress could be a source of funding. The study could cost up to $250,000 and should take a year to complete. The infrastructure bill signed yesterday by Democratic President Joe Biden will send more than $700 million in additional federal highway money to Kansas over the next five years. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly says the state is ready to put this money to immediate use. Years ago when the ARA funding came in during the Great Recession, we really weren't able to take advantage of those funds because we didn't have shovel-ready projects. We've got shovel-ready projects now and we'll be able to jump on those funds that are coming in from the federal government. Kelly says the state will use the money to expand projects already moving to construction under a 10-year transportation program approved by state lawmakers last year. Coming up, we'll hear why recent legal challenges to federal and local COVID-19 prevention measures might impact next year's elections in Kansas and Missouri. At UMB Private Wealth Management, a division of UMB Bank, UMB always puts your interests first. UMB's registered advisors are fiduciaries, so that means they are legally and ethically required to only recommend investments that are the best fit for your individual circumstances. UMB provides one-on-one guidance to help you make savvy financial choices on your wealth-building journey. Tap into high-touch financial planning services so you can earn, grow, and create the life you want. Learn more at umb.com slash wealth hyphen management. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. The Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, and the Attorney General of Kansas, Derek Schmidt, have a few things in common. They have very similar names, they're both Republicans running for office next year, and they've both made it clear that they oppose some COVID-19 prevention measures by filing a slew of lawsuits against them. I have two reporters here who have covered Missouri and Kansas government and politics for us. They're going to walk us through what these lawsuits mean and what impact they might have on elections next year. Steve Vox Krott is the investigative editor of NPR's Midwest Newsroom based here at KCUR, and he's here to talk about Missouri. Hi, Steve. Hello. So to start off, what lawsuits has Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed against COVID-19 mitigation measures? So he's filed a few, um, and I'll try to be succinct about them. He's filed some suits against the federal government. Just recently, he joined 10 states that were challenging vaccine mandates that came from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services that would have required a vaccine for healthcare workers. Eric Schmidt, the Missouri Attorney General, and others joining him in this lawsuit claimed that it was unconstitutional, and they said that it could exacerbate the shortage of healthcare workers. 
There was also a lawsuit against the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and his lawsuit was similar to the one uh, that I mentioned. It was uh, over a broader uh, emergency standard that OSHA had proposed that would require vaccines for workers in most private businesses that employ more than 100 employees. So that's like millions and millions and millions of employees across the country would have to get a vaccination. And Eric Schmidt, the Missouri Attorney General, also sued over a vaccine mandate that would have applied to federal contractors. So that's any private business that's providing a service uh, in return for payment from the federal government. In addition, there were several lawsuits that Eric Schmidt, the Missouri Attorney General, got involved in on the local level. He sued a school district that had proposed to require masks, uh, that students and uh, teachers wear masks while they're in the, uh, in the schools. He also sued over mask mandates that were imposed by Kansas City, Jackson County, uh, the city of St. Louis, and the county of St. Louis. So how often do state attorneys general file lawsuits on these types of issues? What kind of purpose does that serve for them? So I will say it's not rare necessarily. Um, it does happen, and it does happen uh, with attorneys general from both parties, and it depends, of course, on who's in the White House and who's proposing uh, rules and mandates and you know all kinds of various things. There was a story in the New York Times that was published in 2017 that talked about how attorneys general, you know, Democratic attorneys general were kind of shaping up to be the bulwark against a lot of policies uh, coming out of the White House while President Trump was in office. And some examples of those were, you know, suing over immigration policies or, you know, the travel ban that Trump instituted. I mean, these are political lawsuits and, you know, they, they involve policy, but I mean, politics is an ingredient in they, these. So they do happen and they're happening a lot also in the current administration, not just in Kansas and Missouri, but more broadly, other states typically led by Republican attorneys general are filing lawsuits both on the local and the national level. So Eric Schmidt is running for the U.S. Senate in Missouri as a Republican. What does that primary look like right now? So it is a crowded primary um, with uh, a few high-profile names that are seeking the nomination uh, for the election in 2022. And the winner of that is likely to uh, take the place of Roy Blunt, the longtime senator who is uh, not seeking another term. And given that you know Missouri has swung pretty hard to the right, uh, it's likely that whoever wins that Republican nomination is probably going to be the next U.S. Senator from Missouri. Uh, in that field so far is Eric Greitens, the former uh, Missouri governor who resigned amid scandal, Billy Long, uh, Missouri congressman, uh, Vicki Hartzler, uh, Missouri Congresswoman. There's Mark McCloskey. He's a St. Louis attorney who made headlines uh, when he was standing outside his mansion uh, not too long ago, pointing a gun at protesters uh, near his mansion in St. Louis. And um, Jason Smith, another congressman from Missouri, he has not uh, declared that he's running, but he's rumored to be interested at least. So that's a pretty crowded field. And given the politics of you know, the primary race in Missouri, the thinking is, is that a lot of these candidates are trying to position themselves as uh, further to the right on the political spectrum uh, than average. And so a lot of the actions that these politicians are taking are trying to kind of position themselves. It's also seen as that President Trump's endorsement, if he makes one in this race, 
will play heavily into what the result could be. And so there have been some who have interpreted the actions taken by the candidates in this race to be posturing for his approval. Steve Vakrat is the investigative editor of NPR's Midwest Newsroom. Thank you again, Steve. Thank you for having me. And now we'll turn to Jim McLean. He's a state house reporter for the Kansas News Service who knows more about Kansas politics than most people. Hi, Jim. Uh, hi, Nomeen. So to start off, what lawsuits has Derek Schmidt filed against federal COVID-19 measures? Oh, he's filed several, three to be exact. He has filed uh, lawsuits trying to nullify or challenging uh, three different mandates. One that covers federal contractors, another that covers uh, private businesses with more than 100 employees. That's the most controversial uh, of the Biden administration mandates, I think. But also he has uh, he's challenging uh, the mandate that covers healthcare workers. As you know, um, hospitals and nursing homes get a lot of federal Medicare and Medicaid money. And so the Biden administration has extended a vaccine mandate to cover uh, healthcare employees, and Schmidt is also challenging that one. So are these the same lawsuits that Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has filed, or has Derek Schmidt in Kansas joined onto different lawsuits against these mandates? It's a little bit of this and that, frankly, and it's hard to keep track of all this, but the, the lawsuits that Schmidt in Kansas has joined onto are multi-state lawsuits. I think one of them also involves Missouri, but not all three of them do. And, you know, there, there are different collections of states uh, suing as groups. Uh, I think, though, pretty much all of the lawsuits are, um, the challenges are all based on the same arguments, that the mandate states are overreaching, that they're unconstitutional, and frankly, that the federal government violated its own rules of process in terms of the agencies that uh, promulgated them, wrote the, you know, wrote the draft regulations and so forth. What does it cost Kansas to be involved in these lawsuits? Does the state get any benefit from it? Well, that's a point of contention, frankly. You have lawmakers, state lawmakers, particularly Democrats, uh, what few there are in the Kansas State House are continually making that point. Uh, they point, though, not only to the, the lawsuits being filed by Schmidt and attorneys general, they go back and point to some of the, uh, the court cases that former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach got involved in. And that did end up costing the Secretary of State's office quite a bit of money, uh, as you may or may not recall. And but what Schmidt would argue is that these are, you know, urgent matters of uh, federal and state policy, and that it's a proper role of the state attorney general to to be involved in these lawsuits. He has said he's answered that criticism in, in, in regard to the vaccine mandates, saying that they're going to uh, they're involved with, they're, they're essentially not going to go out and hire any outside legal counsel. They're going to handle it in-house. And so therefore, there should be a, not a lot of additional expense in terms of participating in these lawsuits. So Derek Schmidt is running for governor of Kansas as yes, a Republican. What does that field look like right now? It's a pretty small field. I mean, Governor Laura Kelly is, I think, the only declared candidate on the Democratic side. She's running for re-election, of course. And Schmidt had a lot of potential challengers, uh, challengers when we started looking at what you know was shaping up for 20. 2022. However, uh, they've all dropped by the wayside. Schmidt was really getting a lot of endorsements from uh, top Republican officials at the national and state levels. So that leaves Schmidt and one other guy, a guy named Chase Laporte from Wichita. And I was doing some research on Chase. And if you go to his Facebook page, uh, he has very prominently displayed on it. It's no longer Democrat versus Republican. It's communism versus freedom. 
And of course, Chase Laporte is not a very well, not a household political name by any means. And so I think Schmidt uh, is the odds on favor to win the Republican nomination and set up a head to head battle. Uh, Derek Schmidt versus Laura Kelly. What role could these lawsuits play in raising the profile of Derek Schmidt in the election? Well, quite a big one, I think. Uh, He is being praised by Republican legislative leaders for being willing to take the fight uh, to President Biden and the federal government. And he's getting a lot of publicity, of course, surrounding that. Um, Everybody's reporting on these lawsuits that are being brought against the Biden administration challenging the mandates. And so uh, he was already a pretty well-known figure in Kansas because he had been in the state legislature for a long time and he served several terms as attorney general. So it's not like people don't know who he is. I, I do think that his involvement in these lawsuits and his involvement in previous lawsuits, like the ones against Obamacare, have helped define him politically so that he's more acceptable to kind of the conservative wing of the Kansas Republican Party. For a long time, Derek Schmidt was thought to be uh, a moderate Republican, uh, and he's worked very hard in the last several years uh, to gain the support of the conservative wing of the the party. And that's another reason, I think, why he's not being challenged uh, in the Republican primary for governor. Jim McLean is a reporter for the Kansas News Service. Thanks, Jim. You bet, Nomeen. Thank you. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more stories about Missouri and Kansas government, visit KCUR.org, where you can also find our live stream. As always, you can tune into Kansas City's NPR station on the radio at 89.3 FM. If you're enjoying Kansas City Today, write us a review on your favorite podcast app or leave us a voicemail at 816-235-8930 with your feedback. Tomorrow, we'll hear why a prominent Kansas City civil rights lawyer sued a local high school over a racist incident that he says didn't happen exactly the way it was first reported. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.